Guys, thanks for watching today. If you haven't yet, drop us a like, comment, and subscribe. Hit the bell and be like Don. You know, get another YouTube account and double subscribe. Double subscribe you know, like Don. You're telling everybody else to subscribe. Well, have you double subscribed? D is for double subscribe like Don. Ooh <laughs> Hey, uh, is it uh, just me or is it uh, getting uh, crazy here? Huh? Hey, so. big thank you to the Tom Story Show for having us on this morning. That was fun. I feel oh, like I don't remember what we talked about, TK, because I feel like it was like a it was couple a of weeks show. ago. It was, a, it was a great show, and it was a lot Maybe. of good back I and hopes. forth, and uh, all four people had a great time. I have no idea what we talked about. I have but no idea what we talked about, but I'm pretty morning, sure it was fun. Cool. If not, go check them out. Tom and Steve had a great show this morning. They had two fantastic guests, probably their best guest ever, but. Like, probably the best counting? guests of all who's time who's the judge of that i think i am i would like to be the judge of that and i think it was their best episode ever okay anyways tk we got a big show for everybody today we have two guests we're gonna try I'm something not new. sure what's gonna happen but let's try it we're gonna try one guest after the other and we have two very very different perspectives i think but yes. maybe not. We That's... have an we have a tax accountant, okay? A yeah, tax yeah. accountant, and we have a truck driver. Uh, truck driver that may or may not be currently driving trucks. It's hard he, to but tell. But he's he a has driven trucks in the past. He has driven trucks in the past, and he and has I been haven't. wealthy, and he has been poor or broke, yeah. and uh, he was just some random commenter. I don't even remember if I ever saw his name in the comment section before. And TK goes, "Why don't you come on the show?" Even though I said I wasn't going to do that again. Ever again. Ever again. Like, didn't but we learn? I don't think so. We don't, don't learn, do we? We just like to have fun. That's all it is. Talk about not learning and having fun. I got tiles in the garage. I got the guys ready to go next week. We are doing renovations here again, TK. Do you remember those floors? Um, the hardwood tiles. floors. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're doing the laundry room and the basement washroom. Yeah. starting next week that should be fun right tk i did well i'm doing my laundry room right now and and we're like is it fun 90 percent done i would say and it looks amazing i did such a great job picking things out you know why i did such a great job picking things out why it's you listen to your wife the contractor took two months to do it mm. and so that became Yikes. a lot easier to make those things i knew what i was you getting more into. time to make I had the a friend decisions help me out so it was like you know what yeah once a week twice a week that kind of stuff and so i didn't have to worry about um you know like making big decisions all at once mm -hmm. you know he was like hey can you get me that and i was like yeah but like two weeks later i'd actually do it which means i oh, had a lot you time. that was the problem sometimes it was me but bottom line is i had a long time to pick and i think i did a really good job picking up some stuff well i'm fortunate enough to have my wife who's an interior designer or at mm. least uh the best one i've ever met and she just boom goes in there i give her a budget she completely mm -hmm. ignores it and she picks the stuff she likes. And next thing ask, you know, she it's ask here. Your opinion and then ignore your opinion too. Sometimes she yeah. asked my opinion uh, more about like, will this actual thing work in the space? Because I don't know if you know, TK, but you can't just pick any tile and put it anywhere, right? Like there are things that work in certain situations and things that don't work in certain situations. And yeah. this is where I come in because I know what works and when. TK, when it comes to tiles, a bold claim. That's a bold claim. When well, it when comes you... to tiles, okay. When it comes to tiles, all right. Listen, I, I I was the best general contractor that ever lived. I just I couldn't handle the pressure. I, I couldn't handle I saw the magazine covers. That's right. You saw the magazine covers. Did yeah. you see? Did you see the sizzle reels, TK? Did you see the yeah, the shows those. they tried those to make are... out of me? The kind of person you have to be to flip a house is insane. There's really no other reason to go through this. <laughs> It takes a certain kind of person to actually put up with everything and deal with everything that comes at you. 
It's about finding that diamond in the rough that needs the most amount of work, but has the most amount of potential. Kayla is a hunter. She goes out there and she will find you the neighborhood that works, the house that works. And that's one of the most important things in this business because if you don't buy the house right, you don't make money on the other side. Picking a great neighborhood is the first step in a good flip. At this point, like I've seen almost everything. So I can help people avoid lots of pitfalls that I've fallen into, like real deep. The budget is so important to flipping a house. We bought this house for $850, which was an absolute steal. We're going to put $350,000 into it, and we're going to sell it for $1.6 million plus. Me and Daryl have a really good time working together. Pros and cons, obviously, with any job with your husband. Kayla and I have two kids. Bailey's 10 years old. Aiden is 7 years old. Being a mom and being in this business is, in one word, I would say hectic. Juggling a wife, kids, family, and this business is no easy task. That's one of the things I'm best at is just, you know, throwing lots of balls up in the air and it kind of ties in with the crazy part too. So um, our friends from the show, our friend from the show, uh, Dean. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah, their show's doing really good. So is I, it? I've, yeah, I've got to watch their show a few different times. Uh, like, no, okay, that's a total lie. I'm sorry I said that, guys. Did what I'm trying to that? say is I watched those sizzles, those little clips there that you know right. you were On just Instagram? talking about a few different times. And I was like, wow, that's like totally professional. Looks good. Totally professional. That looks yeah, good. You guys should check him out. I think there's a faction of the earth that might think this looks professional. So it's not hard to look professional these days. TK. I don't think anyone thinks we look professional. Whoa. Hey, ow. And Nobody? I think at the end of this episode, I think we'll we'll be able to really solidify that thought in to other we're people's hoping we're minds. hoping to make sure that everybody realizes I, that this is not uh, can i tell you a quick little real estate stuff start, uh, story so i did yesterday for the first time in 2024 i am willing to stand here in front of you today daryl and let you know that i uh, conducted in 2024 i know what you're gonna say no you don't i do okay the very first in all of the greater Toronto area, the very first pre-offer home inspection. Pre-offer home, home inspection. inspection. Meaning, today is the offer date, and my clients knowing that there was already several parties interested, knowing that the property was already well under price and required substantial renovations, we had brought it. We brought in a home inspector early before wow. the offer, so Smart. that we knew going into the situation exactly how much money we should be allotting for renovations and mm -hmm. that was us we mm -hmm. did that only in the second week is of that January. good does that help you get what the it property, tells you TK? is the market is changing the, the market perspective is of the changing. buyers is changing because the buyers were willing to do that they're taking a 500 dollars risk on a home inspection that they, they may Ooh, never get the house what a risk that the is but what pressure I from other buyers being interested in the property the fact that other properties they were seeing coming on the market were selling. The fact Offer that this property dates. was priced lower. Offer dates again. And bidding wars is the, the buzzword bidding right wars now. out there. Look, bidding I'm not wars trying to are stir back, the baby. pot. I'm not trying to stir bidding the pot. Bidding wars are back. <laughs> the good times can today, roll. I'm competing for a property on behalf of a buyer wow. in Toronto in order to be able to try to get it for like. And so what's my strategy, Daryl? Is this an open bid? Listen, uh, so, okay, oh, eh. listen, open bids. Yes, no. I'm trying to force an open bid right now. I'm trying to force an open bid right now. But so on, on, on this on this property that we're on still this talking property, about? I'm trying to force an open bid. You're trying because to force an open bid. Open bid. is good How, for the buyer mean? because it means that if we're interested and we know what everybody else's offers are, sure, we don't sure, overpay. Sure. And so Bad. if we like the property enough and we know, let's say our budget's, let's say the property is listed at 500 made up price and we're willing to pay 600. But uh, we know that, you know, somebody else might not be willing to pay 600 and we don't want to overpay. So by seeing them pay 530, which is the highest offer, we know going to 535, take the property, we're getting a $65,000 perceived discount because we're willing to pay more. In the past, I had offers that would come in what? hundreds of thousands of dollars more than the second place. Hundreds right, 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 of thousands right. of dollars more. Uh, and okay. I would look at the seller and I'd say, oops, what do you, what do you think? That was good. Offer? Yeah. And they were like, 
you Take know, it, magician. Run. Yeah. But that a was magician. our job. That was our but that was our skill set, right? Was to be able to not give the price and to still get buyers to improve to get their you know best and final offer for that was part of the realtor toolbox. Everybody knows that. So now in the open bidding atmosphere, as a buyer agent, your skill set will be to entice the listing agent in order to be able to get open bidding. So you can say things like, we're not going to compete unless it's open bidding. My buyers have yeah. got a substantial budget, but unless it's open bidding, we don't feel comfortable competing. Bye-bye. There's a list of guys who want to do it without yes. open bidding, bro. See ya. Have a nice day. That's a that's a very good point, Daryl. Yeah, don't so, do no, that no, no, no arguments for me there. But again, you have to try to see what works. But here's something that forcing might... the open bid is smart. But the the way here's something, Daryl, that we haven't talked about yet. Hmm. Nobody's talking about the war in Yemen. And I was ready to put it in today, no? and I still am ready today. No, not, not the, war. the war in Yemen. It's called an escalation clause. Escalation clause. So an escalation clause is was prohibited. Yes. Oh, I remember escalation clause. In order for an escalation clause to come into effect, you have to be able to if this, disclose then what the other offers are. So if you mm. say to the seller, I'll pay you, here's the escalation clause. My budget is 600. I'll go back to that same example. But I only want to pay five grand more than the second place offer. So up to 600,000, I will make you an offer for 500. But if there's another offer that's higher than my 500, I'll increase my offer by $5,000 more than that offer so that I pay 5000 dollars more than the next best guy but mm -hmm. i can't go above 600 so you have that in writing so the seller can't just say oh we'll take your 600 they actually have to have an offer has to be in good faith there's all sorts of legalities around that too because oh, if you ever right. sued them later on and the said hey you never face. really had a real offer you have some problems but yeah, exactly the real offer the holes in the good faith let's get Ooh. back to it that's right now you can try to force the um um uh, open bidding because you know I make an offer for 500 it says 500 on my offer but then I have an escalation clause which is no no longer prohibited and in order for that seller to uh enact my offer for my clause to be you know able to be used to their benefit because they're going to see well this guy's willing to pay up to 600 but he made an offer for 500 in order for them to get me to go to increase my offer at all for this escalation clause to come into effect they, they have, have to, to get open that. the bids yeah well, they or they to, at least have well, to get that amount. No, they somehow. can't. Well, well, sure, unless someone else pays them more. Great. But maybe I'm the highest paying buyer. And that's the secret here. And so if you can convince the seller to do that, this is what I think a skilled buyer agent, and this is all theory because we never really did this before in Toronto um, in my days. And so it means that we're all just going through this. But based on all the people that I'm talking to, nobody's really thought about this strategy yet. So I was I was willing to be the first one to do it today. Uh, it doesn't look like I need it. I think I've been able to secure uh, open bidding today. I Ooh. think I've been able to get the uh, agent in order to, like to agree to it mm. um, based on the comments that I made to her. And we'll see. Hopefully that's uh, true. Well, good luck with that, TK. Um, it sounds kind of interesting. It makes sense that the sellers or the buyers would want to see the open bid for sure. And it really makes sense that the sellers don't and the sellers kind of dictate the rules. And if there's a lot of action, I would say, I think I'm going to just disagree with luck. you quickly, quickly. I think right please, now, please disagree with me. Okay. Join really the list quickly. of people disagreeing. The, seller, with this the sellers in a market like right now, there's mm. a window where open bidding will benefit them. How so TK? Okay. So buyers are nervous, right? I did this on one of my last sales. What are I they nervous the about? I sold the property. It was multiple offers. I had five offers. It was like November. And then the buyers came back. The second place buyers came back and said, if we had only known, we would if have we beaten that price. Know. Buyers are still a little bit nervous. They don't want to overpay. They remember their brethren of 2021 and 2022 losing a lot of money. You know, we just had that Brampton sale of 600 650 underpaid um, Mississauga. There was one that was Ugh. like 700, whatever. So there's a Disgusting. ton of people losing money. People don't yeah. like to hear that stuff. And so if you show a buyer big money, say, though. hey, look, I got open bids right now. You're at 530. I got an offer at 550. I'm about to take it unless you beat it. Unless and so then now it. the guy who was at 550 is like, shit, I thought 550 was the best offer. I can't believe it. Someone someone beat me. But he sees that someone beats him and he says, what's an extra 10 grand? Sure. The seller gets more money. So it benefits the seller in that case. Sure. Whereas if they hadn't, that 550 offer, like the last multiple offer I did, 
was like it was under asking I got it for them and they told me that there was another offer and he says well you know the other offers uh better offer they got a condition on the sale of their home and so that's why we're favoring you I said BS but our offer is way better than the other offer take it or leave it because I knew Whoa. we had a good offer and we Jeez. were under asking it's like the wild it, west out there with but the it, rules but, but nobody but I knew follows we had a, I knew we had a better offer and so what happens is in so, that case, if that agent games. came back to me and said, bidding were open bidding, look, we actually do have a better offer than yours. Then I might've yeah. said, oh, I was wrong. And oh. maybe even increased the offer a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's all a big hoot nanny. I love this. I it love this is stuff. absolute <laughs> this insanity. Is what I wake up every day for. Well, we got to bring one of our guests on because right, they're waiting in the wings here. We're going to bring in Shafi from Tax Heroes. He is a... Oh, I guess I didn't set the alarm. Guess what time it is, everybody? It is time to subscribe to the channel. Give us a comment, a like. Oh, we got a professional with us. Comment, like, subscribe. Check out the Clips channel, TK. I don't Do know why you haven't something. subscribed. I don't know why anybody hasn't subscribed yet. But oh, we hit 6K too, We're TK. ready. Actually, we we blew past 6K. We so blew guys, past 6K. Trying to get to 7,000 subscribers. Help Let's us go. out. Let's Share go. It. WhatsApp it, text it, email it drop it post it whatever you do with it do something with yeah like comment subscribe i'm double subscribed do it yourself didn't get to fix the show though didn't get to fix the show please subscribe and well the shafi welcome to the canadian real estate show how are you today thanks for joining us <laughs> i'm doing well thank you thanks for having me on the show oh we got good audio we got some video we got a blurred background tk this is gonna be a banger i can feel it okay mister he's in nice how to meet are you nice to meet you yeah, nice to meet you guys as well. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. You know, excited to be here. Yeah, we're Give us a little intro. Give us a little yeah. intro just Who so people you? know where you're coming from. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so just a little bit of a background about myself. Um, I started um, as a tax professional at a big four accounting firm um, with a focus on real estate, focusing on large developers and investors uh, who have billions of assets, right? Oh. Like Daryl. Um, like Daryl. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I realized, you know, I want to help like regular folks save on taxes, uh, whether it be in real estate or just businesses, you know, new entrepreneurs, I'm helping them to achieve like the same tax savings that, you know, billion billionaires are achieving Ooh. and protectively protect them from losing their fortunes to tax. Wow. Uh, so my, my partner and I decided to start our own accounting firm. We were doing exactly just that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that sounds pretty cool, I guess today or nowadays people are getting a little more creative than they were maybe a, lot, a couple of years ago are people trying to you know keep a little bit more of those tax dollars than they than they used to be uh, people are always you know trying to come up with creative ways but mm -hmm. you know there's still an element of like tax compliance you know especially at the big four firm we, sure. we you know we try to take a conservative approach and i think you know it's safe to say like it it really depends as we always say in tax and some strategies could be riskier than others and um but we we try to you know advise clients of the risks if there are any i think mm -hmm. what daryl would would be alluding to is that i think the exactly what you're talking about the same strategies that the wealthy have been using now are being more commonly used by people with considerable much less wealth and, and so i think it's yeah not yeah. new it's just awareness more awareness yeah it's awareness yeah. and i think you know um it comes back to this like now young professionals are having the confidence um to take the leap of faith and go through this entrepreneurship path um like i think many years ago people leap of faith or no choice but to <laughs> exactly that's also that right, right? <laughs> because it's just not enough to just have one you know, job anymore, right? Because of the rising costs and people are looking for ways to A, save on taxes, but also to grow their income um, and have, you know, going down this path of entrepreneurship helps to do that. Definitely helps to keep more of it. That's for sure. If you are fortunate enough to make it, right? Because entrepreneurship uh, looks easy on TikTok, but in real life, it's, uh, it's not that easy. Mm. Now, yeah, go ahead, TK. Well, that's the reality of it is it's like tax savings are great when you have money. When you have something to pay. Sure. Yeah. Right. And but then when you have something to, to pay, you're doing your damnedest to not pay any of it. Right. What's the craziest scheme that somebody's brought to you that you had to say, like, sorry, bro, that, that 
I'm not going to jail for you. That's crazy. But kind of yeah. like was like evil. <laughs> Don't genius worry, we won't tell crazy. anybody. Just you just know, like evil genius would work crazy, but you didn't want to get be a part of. Uh, people come up with crazy schemes all the time, and like some people are like, "Can I just, you know, say, you know, park my investments in like an offshore country, like the Cayman Islands?" Mm -hmm. um, and re more recently, so um, the government has been very strict on um, basically non-CCPC, so non-Canadian controlled private corporation planning, um, which means that you're basically using certain strategies to get a lower tax rate. Now, uh, because of the new rules and like there's something called mandatory disclosure rules, it's very tough now to take on these type of strategies. So for us to to take on something like this, we just have to make sure that they're they're aware of the risks involved. Uh, but people like, you know, come up with all sorts of strategies. Like, can I just uh, purchase these marketable securities in a different country and not have to pay Canadian taxes? Um, so it, there's a lot that comes all the time. Um, it, and I think it's really important to have an accountant who is proactive. Um, recently, I came across a situation where uh, an individual who owned a bunch of rentals, like worth $10 million, he passed away. So his estate approached us after his death, and I had to break the news that he would have to pay 70% of taxes. Um, Se well, what yeah, the I, fuck? 70% tax on what? Why? You have depreciation or what was it? What the so hell happened? The taxes are really high. You know, if there's an element of double taxes, if you don't take uh, certain planning and needs to be done in a in a certain amount of time period. So the family was in a big shock and I can't imagine how like hard he would have had to work in his life uh, to provide for his family to only see 70% go away and have the family left with $3 million. So if proper planning had been done, it's possible that, you know, we could have saved him like a bunch of taxes, even sometimes zero. What, couldn't um, they just keep the building? And then like figure out deem, another there's way? A deem, there's a deemed disposition on death, mm -hmm. right? So you're deemed to dispose of your... Your... Team disp oh god what a screwing so they're That's selling the buildings crazy. and uh you know they're uh... they have to sell the building to pay yeah. for the taxes right so yeah. there's taxes there oh, and not weird. to mention the team disposition tax as well I had so how many people in are in this too. yeah how many people yeah, are like because they all just lost basically everything after they get mm -hmm. taxed themselves right there it's like they each, they all thought they're getting four or five mil each, and it went down to they like hundred and fifty grand, right? Oh no! <laughs> exactly, exactly. What a fucking oh, man! Talking about getting fucked. How about this new tax that uh, Chow's talking about, guys? This new uh, what is it? Property tax. The new property 10, tax increase. Ten point yeah. six. Is that is that right? Why the point six for fuck's sakes? But ten point six percent tax increase. And then, and then you hear people going, well, you know, the taxes have been so low in Toronto for so long, like you can afford it, you motherfuckers, because your prices have gone up so goddamn much, right? <laughs> Tell Is me this, about it. What, what the What about the people that just bought in the city, like in the last few years, they haven't enjoyed that crazy appreciation. And now all of a sudden, their, their mortgage is 6% and the Taxes go up 10% and they can't afford food. But, but everything even... is so Halifax, 10%. Uh, Vancouver did 10% last year. They're doing 7% this year. Montreal is 6%. Uh, hell is this going... isn't just Toronto. So everybody's crazy if they're just going to start saying this is like a... a Volume's a so down. This is just what cities no all have to do right now because yeah. they all have to run a balanced budget. and um, Balanced Montori, budget. Who's John running Tori a balanced a... budget? Who? Let, let's just say that you don't have to die to pay 70% in taxes with all the taxes oh, combined right. <laughs> you know even a living person is paying a lot of taxes so it's don't you know it's it's, <laughs> it's crazy yeah you what feel like, like you want to dubai. though after that <laughs> bill people right keep talking about dubai and like vegas and like all these places that are like curacao tax free you know they're yeah. like oh we don't have to pay taxes over there or lower like, way lower give me a give me a reason why you know those places maybe are not as attractive to somebody as they might think or is it 100% yeah. better and that people should move there? It's way better and move <laughs> you know, there now. What are you doing? I, Look I outside, actually had the situation. I actually had this situation where um, a client approached me and he's like, listen, I want to move to Dubai. Um, there's no tax, right, on 
you know, all on my earnings. Yeah. And I had to break the news. I'm like, listen, it's possible, but you have a corporation here, right, in Canada. As soon as you leave, right, there, you have to pay. If you become a non-resident, there's a departure tax you have to pay. So the government basically wants you to pay tax on the fair market value at that time when you leave. So there's not, there's a lot, there's not that many options. I mean, if you say, fine, I'm going to pay that tax, then okay. But like, not everybody can do that. There are ways to like get around that. You can, can post a, sec you can post a security, um, <laughs> okay. but even then, like it's, it's, it's not, there's a lot of factors to consider, right? Um, you might have properties, although properties are, there, there are some, you know, um, if it's a real property, you might be able to uh, avoid paying the tax now. Uh, but for shares of a private corporation that you own, it, it's not easy. So now it's a challenge of, you know, you move, yes, you get some benefits, but you really have to just move everything, right? You have to just take that chance and forget. So, the so this is someone not saying move to Dubai, like their life, they still want to do everything here in Canada, but they get to not pay tax in Dubai. So that's a dream. That's a dream. That's a dream. That is yeah, a dream. A dream. Yeah. But yeah, that's so I guess if you move completely but there you start be... fresh over there, it's different. I was talking to actually someone yesterday who's making money here. Um, they they just got their permanent resident card. They're making money here. They said that one, this might be wrong, but they said like one day or two days or one week or whatever it was, was a very small amount of time paid for an entire month's worth of expenses in their home country. So it was like this yeah. really great, like, because they're they're going to be going back home soon, and it's like, look, I got to make all this money in Canada, but then I, you know, get to support my family back home for a whole month, and so like that type of stuff, you know, makes sense. But at the end of the day, if they move back home to their home country, they don't get the Canadian income anymore, and so it's yeah. like they're. I think what yeah. is the happy depends medium? what you do in Canada. Yeah, it depends too, on what you right? do exactly. You absolutely right, Daryl. If you're yeah. just going, if you let's say you are, you don't have any business right now, right? You quit your full time job. You just decide to go to Dubai. You know, there's a lot of real estate opportunities there. A lot of people are doing Airbnb. So you decide one day, yeah, you right. know what? This is like, I, you don't have a family yet here. Like you haven't started one. You know, you go there and you can definitely reap some benefits, right? But it's not for everybody. Some people have family ties here. You know, they have to take care of, you know, their elderly parents. Um, I had one client who's planning on moving from BC to Edmonton, right? Um, like to be closer to their parents. So Lots of you BC know, to look. Edmonton <laughs> downgrade. Tough. Ooh, sorry tough, to the tough, people in Edmonton. Tough. Yeah, right. Yeah. Pretty much yeah. anywhere to Edmonton. What about a it's... savings though? Maybe they maybe they bought a property that has oil on it in Edmonton. Is that a problem? Is that <laughs> if you're going to retire to Edmonton, then that makes sense. That would make but, sense. You know, if you're young and you're going to Edmonton, I think the opportunities there. Are and you like ice lost. plunging constantly. Mm. Yeah. Lots of people are moving like to that. Calgary, though. Um, that's I don't know if you guys have been hearing the news. Like Calgary prices are going up, where like for home prices, but we're in Toronto, you know, like prices are going a little bit down, we're gonna, right? Even we're gonna, more. We're so. going to debunk that. Okay. Debunk okay. what? We're debunk uh, that. All right. Okay. Because we, okay. we bring on the Cal <laughs> we bring on the Calgary realtors. We bring we bring on the the Albertan folk. Alberta. Oh, that's awesome. Basically, prices are going up in Calgary right now, but it's just a bunch of people from Ontario buying yeah. properties because everyone here in Ontario is saying Can't prices in Calgary yeah. are going up right now. It's crazy. Everyone's buying over there, yeah. but it's literally just a bunch of Ontario people buying houses from each other over from each other. And that's yeah, what he said. Great. Yeah, this is a great deal, but it, like the rent and the uh, actual the actual it's a big shell game there. over there it's a shell game yeah. and be careful guys be careful don't don't run to calgary unless you have a really good stable job there that's like waiting for you yes it's so dangerous so 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 after your clients are buying in calgary right now i can tell i can see some might be some might be <laughs> they're buying, yeah, they're buying be. in calgary right now they're going it's oh, a great deal they said the rent is like three times what it is here in toronto yeah, especially during COVID, people bought a lot of properties there. They thought Calgary was the place to be. And so I think during COVID, it really drove up the prices. But, you know, you yeah. guys probably have more insights on that after talking to all. But it's like, it's like everywhere, it's like everywhere. Like it's, it's worth it if Everything. some other guy is willing to buy it from you for more. What's your thoughts on Bitcoin? Tell me. Give me, Bitcoin. Give me some insight. Taxes. Bitcoin tangent. Bi yeah. Bitcoin. Uh, EFTs or disadvantages. Stick with Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin, like from investment like 
perspective, I think there's, um, I was reading in, an art, in the news recently, like now even institutions are being more receptive towards Bitcoin. That's so what I, I was saying, TK, not NFT, EFT, man. Yeah, so right? it's EFT. Didn't BlackRock like just start like a crazy comes up soon Bitcoin? In, uh, February right? or April or something like yeah, that. There's they, an EFT being launched. Right. So so like this is, Bitcoin's going to go crazy, Bill, and then what's going to happen after that? Isn't it like just a big government, like psyop, the whole Bitcoin thing? Wasn't it released by like the NSA? I'm fucking serious, TK. I know you think it's always <laughs> funny until you do some research. No, Listen, but seriously, I don't want isn't it already digital money? Know. Isn't our money digital? Like, can I wire you something and it's like there pretty damn quickly, especially if we're in the same bank? And can't I Venmo you or... Uh, pay or PayPal. I want to like, know from Shafi what his clients are doing with Bitcoin. Like that's the more Bitcoin, important yeah. thing. Like, right. Are they are they using Bitcoin as their investment strategy or tax strategy? I think definitely as their investment strategy. Um, tax strategy, I haven't seen a whole lot yet, uh, but definitely a lot of clients are, you know, they're they're diversifying their investments. Um, and you know, some companies are exclusively launching, providing B2B services in Bitcoin, providing the platforms um, uh, for institutional investors. So definitely there is a movement. And I think from my perspective, my opinion is that Bitcoin is here to stay, uh, mm -hmm. but we, we still need some more like, once we see government involvement, I think that will also, you know, really show that, you know, Bitcoin is, you know, here to stay. Um, well, we might even see more rules around Bitcoin, but definitely the CRA um, is is definitely you know they're provide they're starting to provide some guidance. So it it is it is um, it is here to stay. But isn't this the antithesis to Bitcoin that it's regulated by the government now and it's a Wall Street stock that's being traded? This is the exact the exact thing that isn't supposed to be Bitcoin. If we want to go down this rabbit hole, TK, because well, right now Bitcoin is being commandeered. Security. That's that's what I want. I want it to know like, when I when I got money in Binance and they're like, yeah, we're no longer operator, whatever Binance. that other one was. Yeah. Like all these, you know what I mean? Like these, yeah, these Sam Bankman. Like, I've got your guy. money. Don't yeah. worry, it's fine. But it's like now we're bankrupt. I'm oh. sorry. Yeah, the now the government has to handle your money again. Oops, like, that was a big fail. Well, why did I get guys. involved with that? But don't if it think was about something it again. like the New York Stock Exchange and like things like that, then I would be like, oh, interesting. Ooh. A little bit more. Uh, a little bit more shady now that it's on the stock Who's exchange. buying anything with Bitcoin right now? I'm, I'm not done. A what can you buy with Bitcoin? Except for that idiot that used like 10 of them to buy pizza like way back when. Like, yeah. what can, <laughs> unless you're in El Salvador, like, hey, TK, I'll I'll buy your bike off you for some Bitcoin. Like, oh, yeah, it'll be like 0.134. Don't, don't you just have like 50 or... bucks cash on you? Yeah, like, what is this? It's a lot shit easier. Bitcoin. Yeah. But I think yeah. that's going to happen. Key, bro. It's probably yeah. going to happen, though, being able to buy groceries with Bitcoin. Like, I think that's going to come at some point. That, yeah. I think that's a trend you're showing signs of that. Especially Why would that be necessary, though? I, I agree What's with taking you. That, so that's like a long. huge, like, oh, we should do it. The problem is, is like as a retailer, if I'm going to sell all my products with Bitcoin and then the price drops after I just collected it from everybody, yeah. you know, that's that's not something that is going to be too favorable for my business model. No. And so to me, I think just digital currencies are going to be just much more expensive. But not even, digi not even now. that. Without we even getting into that, CBDCs. But what I'm trying CBDCs. to say is just like digital forms of payment. If you look in Asia, it's very convenient Normal. to pay with your phone, watch, ring you wink and your bank account gets charged your yeah. face gets scanned out of the store even at the scotia bank arena now you know you scan when you go in and then you just take your stuff and you walk out of the gated area and they know what you got right so i mm -hmm. think that type of digitalization of transactions is going to become more and more prevalent so we'll be like well why do we need to use bitcoin we already have digitalization of like we we, we tap a card now yeah Wait, what's the fucking what I mean. difference? Like, why are we like even talking about this shit? It's so dumb. It's, it's like not even like different. Yeah, I, I see it's some, on a you know, spreadsheet. Yeah, like, I see some fuck? businesses, you know, willing to take the risk. Like they accept the risk of it, you know, going down in value because there's also upside as well with any like investment. So, so they might offer it, uh, you know, down the line. But I, I mm -hmm. see signs of it, especially when there's embrace from institutional investors. All right. Sure. Real what estate. about default? I want to know. I want to know about a very like, high level. 
at very high levels. I'm trying to finish my sentences. I want to know a very high level, you it's know, like the tier tax strategy, you know, is this something that you feel is going to be beneficial for the average real estate investor out there? To be honest, like, I think when you start to introduce more complexity, um, it, like, I would almost say, like, try to go for something simple for the average investor, right? Yes, there's benefits to it, right? Having a th three-tiered structure, but you have three corporations, you know, there's administrative costs to it. And especially for the average investor who is just coming into uh, real estate investment, start off simple, acquire it personally, right? And as you grow your portfolio, now you have three, four or five properties, then it's time to talk to an accountant and discuss whether the structure can make sense, right? So sometimes you just need to like make things simple is what I want to say. Mm. So people jump the gun, they get all these corporations set up, they come to you and you're like, great, this is the, your strategy is perfect. It's amazing. How many properties do you own? And they're like, well, I haven't bought any yet. Exactly. So now yeah. they're filing oh, for well, three corporations dumb. and yeah. sometimes now they're like, okay, how do I close the corporation? But <laughs> so why, why would somebody want to have it in their personal name over a corporate name if it's not their primary residence? I think personal because it's easier to get financing. Right. Um, so that's probably one of the reasons corporation, it's a little bit more difficult and you might even need to do a personal guarantee. So mortgage is a, is a bit easier to obtain personally than through a corporation. Right. So that's one of the reasons why personally um, um, and then tax side of things like it's um, it's also just simple. Right. To have it personally um, corporate. I mean, it, the benefits are like creditor protection, like, you know, you're it's a separate it's all in a separate legal entity. Uh, but once again, like I think for the average investor, personally is a lot easier. When when people go and buy rental properties, I think they think it's going to be easy. They're like, I'm going to buy a bunch of them and this is going to be such a great thing and I'm going to be rich and leave my family with $10 million worth of assets that I'm going to be taxed 70% on and my life is going to be better than ever. But what it is, is when people get a property for their very first time, they go, man, like think about all the people who bought investment properties over the last couple of years. They're like, this sucks. The tenants aren't paying. They're calling me all the time. I'm under <laughs> all this stress. a variable rate mortgage. Like, it's just like, I've had many investors in the past buy one property from me and a couple of years later sell it. it so just now can I them. ask that question right after that? Like, are people going bankrupt? Do you Are you seeing defaults and bankruptcies? Because we're not really seeing that many other than if you're on Twitter following that uh, Shazzy goalie guy, uh, or our buddy Jason, like there's not too many people posting like these horrific stories and they seem like few and far between. Are you, are any of your clients dealing with some heavy shit right now? Actually, none of my clients. I haven't seen that yet. Um, I mean, they're also like diversified. They have businesses. So I think they, they, they're, they're in the safe zone, but I'm sure for, some Canadians, like especially in a year or two, right? When those mortgages are up for renewal, mm -hmm. um, we might see more defaults. Um, and so I think it's 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 probably going to come, but I haven't seen that yet for my clients. You right. know those clients who you did their taxes for them like a couple of years ago and you were doing them like every year consistently, but you just haven't heard from them for about the last 12 or 24 months for some reason. And you're like, oh, they're behind. And I've been emailing them, but they're not getting back to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's those guys. <laughs> It's those guys. Those guys are the ones in trouble. They're going, I don't want to exactly. talk to my accountant right now. He's going to tell me how much I'm screwed. Yeah. He's going to ask me about this and yeah. I, I don't know what to say. That's right. <laughs> those guys right. are the ones with the problems. Not well, the guys so answering your emails. I, I have this list of other developers that I think, you know, in, in the next 12 months might disappear or their projects may, you know, come up for grabs. Do, do accountants have like this little list of guys that they're like, uh oh, like this guy's going down soon. That I better, I better cards. find someone to replace these hours soon. Right. Kill them in advance. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, that, that could happen. Uh, luckily it hasn't happened yet, but yeah, you know, we, we'd always like, obviously, you know, um, like our goal is to educate, you know, Canadians as well. And we do that actively through our Twitter pl platform, LinkedIn. Um, so, we have a lot of people reaching out to us. So that's, that's great. Um, and you know, we really want to look out for the average Canadian. Um, so a lot of our tweets, you know, LinkedIn posts, you know, it, uh, it's basically giving that advice to them. Um, and which is not, I haven't seen that 
easily available um, because sometimes you just have to go to the big four firms to get it. But now uh, with our firm, we're actively doing that. We're educating at your average Canadian so they're informed and they're able to uh, basically think about the tax side of things. Um, one of the more recent one was um, for corporations uh, that purchased, let's say a Tesla, right? Um, they could deduct 100% of that um, by December 31st, 2023. Um, so 100% off the cost 60, up to 61,000. 61, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you so had to buy the Tesla. That's the thing, right? Like Tesla you gotta, or- You've got the money yeah. sitting in a corporate account and you're like, what do I do with it? Yeah, why not, right? Yeah, exactly. And maybe you gotta like you Tesla, have... first of all. <laughs> exactly. Um, what that, was too. I going to ask you? I was going to say, oh, give it a little shameless plug here. Where uh, Your Twitter, you mentioned that. So just so people listening right now can go and check you out. Where can they find you? Yeah, so at the at the Tax Heroes, like that's our, um, you know, our Twitter account. And also uh, there's at, at Canadian Tax Talk. So there are two, two of our Twitter handles. So you can follow us there and you can also contact us through email. Uh, you can contact me at Shafi at taxheroes.ca uh, if you have any questions. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Well, appreciate your time, sir. It was great talking with you. No, thank you. It was thank a pleasure. Thank you so much. We'd have to check in with you in a little bit. Hopefully you have some uh, secret nuggets for our audience next time that the next average guy sure. can just <laughs> do right now and save on their taxes. Absolutely. Thank you. Tax heroes. Check them out. And uh, Mr. TK. Thank uh, you. We are going to get on to our next guest. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your time. Did I do that right? TK? We're, we're doing, yeah, we're, we're doing it. We're, Let's we're go. moving on. We're, we're doing it and shaking. We're bringing in content today. Tax here. Trying to get all so. the, the spectrums from the billionaires saving money on taxes, saving trying money to pay on their taxes. employees less, right down to guys who are, you know, been up and down the road of life and willing up to and share down their the road of life. And yeah, exactly. And that's who we've got now. His name's Sean. And he uh, made some comments that were. You know, interesting in our comment section last week, and yeah, we decided you know, to invite him on the show. He didn't have he... a place to live, you know. At one point in time, he had, you know, everything lined up. There he is, himself in life, and uh -huh. uh, you know, things things change, right? So, Sean, how are things you, buddy? Change. Good morning. Hey, pretty good. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. good. Fantastic, man. Thanks for Save me. some taxes. And, good, to, uh, good to meet you. Yeah, we just we just had somebody else on for a bit, and we wanted to give you a chance to talk to you and see how you're doing. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Where do you live, Sean? What part of Canada are you in? Uh, up near Timmins, Ontario. Yep. Yeah. Timmins, no, Ontario. Yeah. Never been there. I think oh, I might have been there. It's pretty I far, it's, though. How I is it? Far. How far is it from here? Three hours? Twelve. Uh, about Twelve about fucking hours? Seven hours. Takes me seven hours to get to Guelph. Seven hours to get to Guelph. Holy shit, TK! Uh, th yeah. This is amazing. How big Ontario actually is? Like there isn't many you can drive countries a long time in Ontario as big as Ontario. And not this is leave crazy. Ontario. Yeah, and get two days, two days across Ontario. Two days across <laughs> Ontario. So you are or were a trucker, correct? Which one is yeah. it? Yeah, uh, truck driver. I was. Yeah. Yeah, you were a truck driver. So, so this is good timing because we got a trucker convoy going on again, right? Are you? What do you think about that? Thumbs up. I Thumbs went up. for it in my in my SUV. <laughs> yeah, are you gonna go join them? I did the last time. Oh, I yeah. would again. Yeah, you're oh, gonna yeah. you're gonna join them again. You did last time. Wow, you did last time. Were you trampled by horses in the RCMP by any chance? No. No, that's no. good. That's good. And, Sean, Sean, you shared with us about, um, you know, in our comments, which is one of the reasons we wanted to bring you in the show that, you know, one time in your life, things were going really well for you. And, uh, yep. you know, and then and then you had a flip of a switch. You were completely on the opposite end of the spectrum. And now where you are in your life yep. is more comfortable and things are a little bit more, um, you know, relaxed where, you know, you're not you're not asking for much. You're just happy with what you have. Share share a little yep. bit. Of, you know, give us like a, a couple minutes sort of life story on you know from the highs and the lows you know <laughs> well i had a wife and kids and lost them and then i got into long haul trucking you know the nice house and ugly divorce ended up homeless but better off now in a smaller town where it's more affordable and so you're in timmins so obviously the cost of living is much lower oh yeah half the rent 
Like in Cambridge, I was staying almost two thousand. Up here, it's only like nine hundred. So nine hundred dollars, and you get a house for that, or you get what do you get for that? Uh, uh, six thousand square or uh, six hundred square foot apartment. It's okay. like a large one bedroom. Large one bedroom for how much was it? Nine hundred bucks, bucks in yeah. Timmins, Ontario. And so, I mean, yeah. you know, you're talking about having the life that everybody dreams of, you know, where you know you got the the, the wife, the kids, the white picket fence, and all that. The and money. all of a sudden, and all the all of a sudden, things change, right? Next thing you know, yeah. you're you're you don't have a place to live, you don't have a roof over your head, and it really humbles you, right, to kind of say, "Wow, I I you know I thought I knew it all," and you can imagine what people are going through now, right? There's a lot of people out there who. Oh, yeah. Go from 120,000 a year to living in a tent along the Grand River in Cambridge. Right. And you can Holy imagine cow. we got a, we got a tent crisis right now. And I'm a hundred percent sure that there's people living in those tents who are in similar situations to you. Right. Uh, some, the ones that are mostly similar to me, you don't see them. They hide in the bush. Like I never stayed around the city. I took off way out to the bush. Yeah. Why was that? Yeah, why is that? Uh, to stay away from the drugs and all the the trouble, rather right. not be around that. Yeah. So the guys who that's are pretty smart staying in the city, they're maybe looking for a little bit more problems than other guys. But but I'm sure some yeah. of them still had some real, you know, stories of success. Oh yeah, some of them, some of them, and then drugs got them somehow. Whatever things turned really bad. And, yeah. Uh, hit rock bottom <laughs> and so the guy the guys who are out there right now who are making all the money who are you know doing real well you know what kind of advice would you give to them you know to be able to prevent them from ever landing in a tent underneath the bridge in rosedale if your you know? wife if your wife's stressing you out throw her out heave her leave. out the door tk <laughs> Look at this. Like, hold on a sec. That's, this is this is raw honesty, bro. Like you don't get more honest than that. Answer, right? You're gonna be your answer. Okay? If your wife is pissing you off, get rid of that bitch, right? And vice versa. Yeah, if your husband hey, you leaves everything and then right? she throws right? you out to the curb too. Well, but this is the it's the opposite is true also. Like if your husband is a fucking tool and he can't get his shit together, then yeah. get rid of that guy too. Either way. Dump him. Either get way. That, but the real way. problem happens much earlier. Like when you when you make that decision to get married to the wrong person, nine times out of ten, you know, you married the wrong person that day, not the day you decided to break things up, right? But again, you know, shit happens, life happens, people change. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, you know, wives wives don't like when you're all of a sudden broke right like this is not <laughs> at the top of their list oh, no. of things that they need from us right so that doesn't make things uh easier either right so but yeah, I, but things I certainly... can change pretty fast though you know one day i was i was watching like a i don't know it's a video of some sort right and it was like co-parenting right and you know at one point you're there with that person you know every day talking to them all lovey-dovey and next thing you know you're basically like sending emails back and forth to have an email chain right. about, you know, what's re recording all the conversations to make sure that nothing is ever, <laughs> you know, misconstrued. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a big difference. And, so, and that's how fast things can change. Right. So and in life, this oh, yeah. is, right, is, you know, but it makes us, makes us stronger. Yeah. What did you Definitely, learn from all yeah. this? Like what, you know, Definitely. I want, I want to know the Sean of today. What, what, what less life lessons has he learned that he applies today in order to be able to, carry on and and not be stuck in the past uh just keep uh forget about yesterday as much as possible and think about tomorrow and live live today i don't give a shit if tomorrow doesn't come at least i'm happy today Got right. a couple dogs there this is the exciting yeah, part of your five. life I met his I daughter don't. yesterday too, and we did our little trial run that obviously did not work perfectly well. But I think I can <laughs> enhance this audio, TK. I think I can save this because yeah. this is this is beautiful. I met his yeah. daughter yesterday. Yeah. Look, he decided to come on this, and through our emails, I just asked him if he had a mic and a camera. And this guy just fucking went all out. Got his buddies lent him the equipment he needed. Like, this is great. We you, you don't always. Here. It's a commitment, but it's it's like you don't. 
how many times have we invited somebody from the comments and they just disappear or they pussy out or they just don't yep. want to be part of it? And how yeah. many times has people said, like, get some real people on the show that aren't trying to sell us real estate, you know, and nobody would ever come on. So I, I commend you, sir, because this is wonderful. I, I want to know, Sean, why do you watch our show? Yeah. Why the hell are you watching our show? Uh, I watch everything on YouTube to learn even more information than I already know. Is there if anything you, you can a goal? do with like, this with the, info yeah, like when you watch show our specifically? show? Are you like, hey, these guys, you know, I'm going to find out how Fucking to... Fucking clowns. <laughs> no, you watch and learn from everybody. Watch and learn from everybody. It's true, TK. So we got a little bit of infotainment. Uh, everybody. Right every side from everybody. Yeah. So, so, so that's kind of interesting that, you know, not only do we have people looking to buy real estate in the major cities, but we have people that are renting in the outskirts that are just, I guess, interested in, you know, real estate. Finding out more about the market. Oh, the market next, in Canada. But next cool. spring, I'm moving on to a farm. Moving on to a farm? Cool. You already have that planned out? You have the yeah, farm in I'll mind? Like this own, is already my own house. About uh, about half an hour out of town of my own house. Oh yeah, nice. nice. So, what's the plan there? You gonna you gonna like grow vegetables or get some cattle uh, or what's the deal? Is it like a real farm? Cows, pigs, cows, pigs, chickens. Uh, what are you doing nowadays during the day? Like, what? How are you earning your dough right now? Uh, well, I'm on CPC mostly, and then like I help. My landlord became my boss slash friend, so we're together a lot. And then I just make a little bit of extra, right? Just to get good. by, right? Good. Just to get by, crazy cool. Yeah, I think CPP there's a lot of people right now. Like we have another guy, Gundobat. He comes on our show, and he's building like an off-grid type of property. And so I think that that's Homestead. a trend, yeah. right? Homestead. It's a it's a real trend now. It's like people are like. How do I get out of that? You mentioned, you know, if living in a tent in the city, you know, the advantages of being out of the city for the, for those reasons. But even somebody who's just living in the city in a house, the, the pressures from the city life, you know, really weigh on you. You know, they really oh make you, God. you know, stressed out more than, wow. than you need to. And no one really understands what it's like to be out of the city until they actually do it. And, and when you go off grid and you get that homestead and you're out in the bush and you built your own house and you got all these, you got streams and birds and bears and all sorts of stuff around you. I think there's some sort of like um, instinctual spiritual response and spiritual response that humans have when they go out there that I don't think you can get from the well, city. And more, it's more and more people let the beard grow out. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're not you got no woman. You let the beard grow out. Women Nobody's telling you what kids. to do all day. Yes, yeah. groceries, all that kind of stuff. Digital age. You don't need none of that stuff. On and... CPP, nonetheless, which most people yeah. have written off completely. Like you know, my, I don't think my generation or TK's generation zero chance that they're ever seeing that a doesn't dollar even CPP, exist by the right? time i get that yeah that's right you want your cbdc money back when we turn the lights back on you're gonna have to sign off that cpp in the future buddy sorry go <laughs> yep. buy some more real estate and get some cash flow because you ain't getting get out of the city right get, get out, out of the city so is the get farm the further or closer to the city uh further further <laughs> holy yeah. shit it's That's a farm crazy. it's a farm's got to be further but we got so much bloody farmland like there is so much land in canada that we're not using and that we're always complaining about lack of space but it's always 100 miles from the u.s border you know if more people like mm. sean just didn't just pick up their things and go and lived off cpp or got some sort of job like i think canada would be a much more productive country because all those uh, communities further out would have more economic stimulation. So then there'd be more growth in those areas. So, you know, maybe we'd build a couple airports or we'd have a few more highways or we'd have a few more schools. We'd get a little bit more development outside of the city, take pressure off there. And then we can do more stuff in the more densely populated areas. Right. And like, that's a push that needs to happen. That's what the government should be advertising uh, is like how great it is to live in Timmins, Ontario or fill in the blank well, point. when when CPP pays thirteen hundred a month, rent in the city's eighteen hundred. It don't take uh, rocket science to know you can't afford to live there. 
Yeah. And think about all the baby boomers right now. Think about all the people. And like, Sean, you're just one man on the show. You're not alone. There are a ton of people over 65 who, you know. Oh, I'm only 50 now. You're only 50. Well, CPP. How old do you have to be for CPP? I don't know. Uh, No, because I lost my license for medical. So I got my pension early. Great. Whatever age you need to be for CPP. I'm sorry. I'm assuming uh, the 60, age, normally 65. Okay. Normally. So the, so the people who qualify for CPP or, or any pension or any other type of lifestyle, whoever they're going to make their income, right? Who are in, in the baby boomer category, they're all getting older and not all of them have the wealth that we say they do. Now, most of them do, just so you know, I have those clients they're, They got tons of money. They'll be fine. But a lot of them don't, right? whatever reason, you know, they didn't plan for retirement. They had businesses that got, uh, you know, demolished. They had divorce. They had mental health. They had uh, physical health. They had all sorts of different things that are coming up. How are we going to support them the next 20 years? They have more kids. Where are they going to live? Should have had more kids. Where are they going to go? Where is somebody right now, 70 years old, who's broke, who doesn't have any money, who's collecting $1,300 a month, if that, what do they do with themselves? We don't have enough services for those people. It's different when you're 30, 40, 50, and you put yourself in those positions and you're you're living on the street or you're in a tent or whatever. But when you're 70, you're vulnerable. You're not lasting in a tent. Even down at whatever that tent city uh, sponsor that we had a couple of weeks ago, they don't have tents suitable for 70-year-olds. Nobody's right. Have more kids. Your chances are better at somebody taking care of you when you need to be taken care of, right? Maybe... There's one that you don't screw up your relationship with, and they'll let you sleep on a couch or in a spare room somewhere. This is some sound you advice afford- you're giving today, Sean. Get rid of your My wife and have more children. Right. This is this Live is on a farm. Have some kids to, la- to last longer in this. Life. Get rid of the wife. Get rid this of the wife. Cold, move man. to a farm. Have a bunch of kids. Be, one of them will take care. Be of you. more. Be fussier when you're young. When you're young, don't find somebody that's been around. You gotta. Find the right person. Take your time. Don't take the first. Make one a list, right? You got to think about this. Most of us, when we were young, we Don't were get in a hurry. Yeah, well, we were drawn by certain body parts rather than our brains, right? We didn't sit there and go, "Okay, like this is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. This is what's interesting. This is what I need." And that might actually be the reason why we got people because we weren't too picky. Also, like nowadays, oh, they're in bed before they know each other a week. And that ain't mm. gonna. That relationship's gonna end in six months. That's gonna end in six months. So you may be married by then, but it, it's gonna end in six <laughs> months. This is the problem, right? Gotta now you gotta split the estate, call tax heroes, and complete have more the children. Cycle. You know, well, contract in place, <laughs> then buy a farm. Sean, you know what? We we are so happy that you came and joined us today. Thank I mean, you. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to hear your story. We want to know, you know, what kind of advice you had for some people. Hopefully the people in our comments who've been talking about getting some real life people on the show are going to be happy that, uh, you know, they got to hear your story. And look, mm-hmm. I hope you do well. I hope you go uh, find that place on the farm and get to oh, the next yeah. chapter of your life and can live a good one, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Let's There's keep land touch. all around. There's land in northern Ontario that people Just can live there. off grid. But yeah. a lot of cities sitting there, people they have a harder time. Yeah. You got Absolutely. land out there on the show, and you're willing to let Sean live there. Let us know. Drop an email. If you got oh no, land, I got, I got. He's land got his own it. farm, bro. He's got his own farm. He's got. Well, not my land, own farm, but you got like land that we, can, that we can start giving out to some of the people, people in the tents. That's a and good we can idea. Tell them, TK. hey guys, go and live on this land for free. Pitch a tent up there. You're going to live well. Then let us know. We'll uh, we'll give them the coordinates. That's a great <laughs> idea. What a great idea. We'll start a new program. Uh, we'll call it lend lend your land. Lend your but land. There's areas, there's areas up here you can buy a whole acre for only 20 grand, build your own house for cheap. There you go. So you got to be willing to go up there. I guess you got to be willing to deal with, cold. Uh, yeah, cold, cold well, right septic, right? <laughs> well and septic up there. There's no well and septic up there. You're just building, you're pitching a tent on that land. You're just taking a I Home Depot. You need to build bucket. a well and you need to build a septic. Yeah. A couple of Home Depot buckets. Sean, we appreciate you. We hope you. We wish you well. We thank you for coming on the show, and we hope uh, we hope you had a good time. Right. Is that a bull on All your right. arm, or is that the devil? Uh, no, I just got a tattoo gun and played. Had some fun. 
<laughs> looks kind of like a dragon or a bull. We'll use it as a bull for the uh, dragon. Oh, it's a dragon. A dragon. Right. Cool. Yeah. Well, Mr. Sean, thank you very much. We'll keep in touch and we hope to hear from you when you're on that farm. Have a great day. All so right. Thank you so much for your time. We will speak oh. to you soon. All right, TK, what a bloody episode. What a show like, we were up. We were down. We were over left, the world. right. We were, I don't know where. Jesus Shappy Christ. Was. We're like interest rates, right? We're like up know. and down and all, we were all over, over the, the country today, place. I feel like. I, I learned a lot today. I think Hopefully that was a great show. Hopefully people watch it, guys. If you haven't already, join the TK Army and subscribe somewhere down here. Something. Yeah, I'm going to get that right one day. Hit the Clips channel because that thing is on fire. Give us a comment. Share this with somebody that you think might like it. And TK. See you next week. See you next week.